Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Happy Being Well. We have an exciting guest as usual on the Happy Being Well podcast. And as you know, the Happy Being Well podcast talks all things personal development, self-love, self-care. We have Lisa Paranzo with us. She is a fitness instructor and health coach. And so we have a lot, a lot of cool things to talk about with Lisa. We're going to really dive deep into a lot of important topics, um, you know, in terms of like understanding of self and how understanding of self can relate to your success in your fitness regime and in your health regime. But before we dive deep with Lisa, this podcast is sponsored by happybeingwell.com, your online store for activewear leggings, crystals, all natural facial masks, all natural deodorants, all natural bath soaps, all natural candles, all natural essential oils, aromatherapy diffusers, and much, much more at happybeingwell.com. Use code podcast25 for 25% off all leggings, free shipping in the USA on all items. So Lisa, welcome to the Happy Being Well podcast. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm like, I'm already enjoying our little like pre-call chat and stuff. I know. I actually fun. loved the pre-call chat. We really did. Like we talked about all things in relation to like, you know, how everything kind of stems down to understanding ourselves in relation to anything that we do in life, whether that is like creating success in your career or business or even your fitness regime. So like, tell us like how that looks like for anyone that's embarking. I mean, we all hear it all the time. We need to be active, you know, working out produces so many health benefits, better sleep. I mean, I think now as a collective, we're moving away. I think, you know, in previous generations, it was always related to like being skinny and like having that physical look. But now more people are really, really doing it for their mental health because they, they really feel so much better after working out. They have more energy, even more confidence and more mental clarity. And studies show that it actually re reverses aging because as we age, you know, our cognitive performance does decline. So we do need to do things, especially like working out to help improve our mental performance as we age so you tell us like how does understanding ourself relate to a better fitness regime I think you know what I tell my clients all the time I should start there is when I approach like a workout or when I train someone to me I'm like a scientist in a lab like I'm experimenting to see what works the best for me, what doesn't work the best for me. Um, and those skills that I acquire as a result of that workout, I feel like translate into every other aspect of life. You know, you're working out, you're burning off that stress, you're burning off that tension and stuff, but you're also discovering like, wow, I really am much stronger and much more capable than what I thought I even was. It's that routine of, I can do the hard thing because I've done the hard thing. But then seeing how that impacts all the other areas of your life, being able to go and do the presentation at work, being able to go and be that effective, more patient parent, whatever it might be, all of that can really stem from taking that time for yourself to work out. And I really like, I like that you mentioned that we're moving away from this mindset of like, I am working out to be skinny. <laughs> I do not work out to be skinny. I work out 
to be strong and quite frankly to have it you know 15 minutes well for me it's a lot more but do realize that like I do this as a profession even 15 minutes of time to myself in the midst of the chaos of the day right because you're juggling all the things lots of us are juggling maintaining a household and our intimate partner relationships and work and kids and 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 it just keeps going and having that time to give yourself space to breathe and provide mental clarity to me there's nothing that replaces that i know a lot of us seek that mirror result you know like what's reflected back at us but it's deeper than that it's deeper than what you're just like seen reflected back and I think the more and more you do it and you establish that really consistent strong routine the more and more you realize like this is about a lot more than how I look in my jeans mm -hmm. absolutely and I know a lot of people struggle um, because like you said, we're, there's so many demands put upon our time and our energy and there's, just, and even with the advancement of technology, you know, society is just moving at a faster pace. So we have much, and there's more demands on our plate. So, you know, um, or even when somebody who's reached kind of semi-retirement, they have a lot more time on their plate, they still struggle <laughs> with, you know, initiating and, and staying in a consistent workout routine or regime. So why does this happen and how can people struggle struggling, you know, whatever particular life schedule they have, um, what stops them from being like, how can they overcome this inconsistency or this obstacle to initiate working out regularly? I think it goes kind of back to what you and I were talking about on the pre-call, which is this self-actualization. You know what's funny, too, is one of the first business coaches I ever had, like digressing for a second, told me that I should never talk about mindset when it comes to working out. And my response was like, but all this is is mindset. Because mm -hmm. isn't that where it starts is having that understanding of what's holding you back in the first place. From a basic level, my personal opinion is when you work out, you're putting yourself into a place of extreme vulnerability. It's not fun all of the time. It's usually pretty hard. You're going to get sweaty. You're going to get breathless. Most of the time, you're going to be challenging yourself. So like, why willingly would we do that? So of course, then the excuse game can be unreal because we have all these other demands on our time, right? So how easy is it to be like, well, I can't work out today because I have to do this and this and this and this and this, and I only have 24 hours doing it. It becomes much easier to kind of put your health and your self-care on the back burner. And I think what has, at least from what I've seen, kind of perpetuated this line of thinking is this idea that you have to work out for an hour or more six days a week, five days a week, whatever it is. When realistically speaking, we just don't have enough hours in the day to do that. But then that becomes an easier excuse, right? Well, I don't have an hour to work out. I can't do that today. I'm going to have to do it tomorrow. But then tomorrow becomes tomorrow becomes tomorrow. And then eventually it just doesn't happen at all. Mm -hmm. I, I love that you brought that point up because, um, you know, I was like, I work out more at home now, but um, 
in high school, all throughout university, um, and even in my early, you know, corporate career, it w I was like the gym rat, you know. Um, but I remember there were days where I would like would get stuck in like you know, yeah, doing exactly what you're saying, like calculating my time. And like, I would always do it only when I had like a, probably like a, at least like a three to four hour um, free time gap in my schedule um, to do, to, to go to the gym because my mind would be like, wait a second, I, I guess I'm, I just, I I'm always constantly thinking about everything that I need to do. Like I foreshadow everything, everything is organized, everything's planned out. Like every second of my day is always planned, right? To try to get things done and accomplished. I've always kind of been in that mentality. So I would be like, okay, I got to drive to the gym, take time to, so I, I'm like thinking about that, the time that it takes to go to the gym. I have to then change into my gym clothes, you know, put the, swap things into my gym locker. And then I have to actually work out and then that time to take, and I would, I would spend an hour working out. I just loved working out. It was like, I, I didn't initially back in those days, it was to be skinny. Um, but then I felt the, like the, the serotonin release and it felt so amazing. I remember every time I would leave the gym thinking that like, oh my God, I could take on the world. And so it was such a, this massive, you just feel so amazing and you get more energy and you're just so much more empowered. Um, so but then I'm calculating, okay, then I have to go to the shower, take a shower and then get changed out of, you know, get changed and then go and drive back. I would even factor in parking, how long it would take me to park the car. I was just about to ask if you did that. <laughs> yeah, I get that. So that's how my, I was like um, over chunking all the bits and pieces that, mm. you know, and so there were days where that would prevent, um, but, you know, I would, I would actually still push myself because I was so like addicted to the high after working out that I'd be like, okay, well, I'm just going to go. And, you know, even if it's just for 30 minutes or whatever, and, or, or I would wear my clothes or my gym clothes on before driving in the car. Like I'd always like try to find easier ways to save time. Um, yeah. So I it really is a mindset. It just really depends on how we process information and how our mind works and how we perceive things in order to do things you know it, it's all about meaning too like for me it was like it, the gym was like you know a big huge tool for my success because the gym meant I'm gonna feel amazing I'm gonna this is my I always I always felt like this is my medicine you know I felt like that was my medicine I always tell everybody because people would always comment like you're always you're here a lot I'm like yeah it's my medicine I I don't I can't you know especially um when I was like going through school and university especially all the stress and you mm -hmm. know it was such a huge way to release stress and pressure from you know, always studying and like being the exams and the, the pressure of getting good marks and stuff like that. So, and then it gave me much more co better cognitive performance to study and, you know, do get better grades. So I did recognize the rewards. So that's how, that was my motivator to work out. Right. Mm -hmm. So I, I attached more meanings. I attached more rewards to it because I actually experienced you know, the rewards through that journey. So, yeah. So what do, what do you, 
what's been your experiences with your clients? Like once they get there, how do they stay there? What, what do they, how do they stay there? I think it really goes back to like what we're talking about of having this deeper understanding of why they're doing it. You know, like what you were saying, like, well, I, I was working out to be skinny girl fair. But then as you got into it and as you like established a habit, it was like, man, I really do feel better after I do this. Like, oh, my studying is like way more effective and I'm retaining more information. So you're not only like attaching more meaning, but the meaning is deeper than just like what the aesthetic proves. And I tell my clients all the time, the people that I have, because I'm so, so grateful to train like such a diverse population of people. Like my youngest clients are like under the age of 10. The oldest client I have right now is in her 80s. Then they train on all different kinds of stuff, like from semi-pro athletes to like the stay-at-home mom and everybody in between. And the success that the individual has literally is not dependent on what they do. Like why they're there, I should say. It is completely dependent on them and them really understanding this is my goal. This is why I'm doing it and this is why I keep showing up for it. And what I encourage is to have a goal that doesn't necessarily have an endpoint. Because I think that this is where people get thrown off. They'll be like, okay, well, I'm going to do this program. It's going to be 60 to 90 days and I want to drop 15 pounds. But what do you do at the end of that? Like what then? What now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's going to propel you past that point? You have to have something that keeps you coming back. And that something's going to be different for every single person. Like for me personally, I found fitness um, also when I was in high school, more predominantly when I was in college because I was in ROTC for the army. And I ended up getting really severely hurt. I didn't walk for about a year. I had like multiple surgeries and all this physical therapy. And what it taught me ultimately was movement is medicine. Like you said, when I move my body, I have less chronic pain. It's easier for me to get out of bed in the morning. I generally speaking, just feel better. And I'm also not seeing like a progression of the injury that I will live with until I die. Like it's, at a good managing point, if that makes sense. So that's my driving force to keep showing up. Obviously that's not everybody's experience, thank God, but you have to have that deeper underlying reason. And it can be as simple as like, I know if I do this, I'm gonna feel better. It doesn't have to like be that deep. (laughs) Mine's that deep because (laughs) I was on bed rest for like a year going like, what am I gonna do with myself, right? It can be as simple as like, I just feel better. Okay, Mm -hmm. cool. That I would tell you what, that 15 pounds you want to drop will come off. But if you keep showing up after that 60, 90 day point, it's going to stay off. And that's like mentally way more reaffirming than doing that program, stopping, falling off the wagon completely, and then having to like recreate the wheels, so to speak, and come back and reestablish your habit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, yeah. then you got to take like the deeper look as to why you need to do this because everybody needs to do this. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I, and I remember, and I, and I remember like, you know, work, I was working with, um, 
it was like, I guess you could say a personal trainer, but they had their background in like, I think kinesiology or whatever. So they, it is a real thing. Like they really had to show me how to use the fitness equipment and like, you know, that if you use it the wrong way, you, you know, you can hurt yourself. And mm -hmm. so it's like a real thing, like, you know, and also to like, and, and it's always kind of changing. I think like, you know, how much cardio you should do versus how much weight training or should you do weight training first versus then cardio afterwards. Like I remember always hearing so many, you know, cause I would always read those fitness magazines or listening to various um, trainers like, what is up with that? Like, what is, what is the real deal? <laughs> I love that you bring this up because I think that you have like a very valid question for most people. And like what you said though, going back to what you were saying about training with someone. And I absolutely love that. And I would encourage all your listeners, if you're like, man, well, I need to get on this fitness bandwagon, but I step into a gym and I'm just like, whoa, and I don't know what to do. Please, God, hire someone. Even if it's for a few sessions, there is so much power in that because that person will be able to show you how to use the equipment the proper way. And also they have that expertise and knowledge to watch what you're doing and be able to tell you like, Hey bro, you need to fix this. Hey honey, like, let's not do it like this. Let's try it like this. And if you do have injury or an obstacle in your body, they can tell you how to work around it. And that's mm -hmm. what they're there for. So I strongly encourage that when it comes to stuff like, how much cardio should I do? How much weightlifting should I do? What do I do first? Or even the seek, yeah, the sequence. I'm just like, <laughs> oh my goodness, right? And what I've learned over the years is, I mean, this is like over ten years and a lot of experimentation on myself. I will say, I think a lot of it is really dependent on the individual. I have so many friends in the fitness industry. We all have different lines of thinking with this. And what I personally encourage is when it comes to your workout routine, especially if you're starting, start with something that you like because that inherent appeal will keep you coming back and then expand on that when it comes to, and that can go into like your strength training versus your cardio. I personally prefer like in my own practice, I prefer to do my strength training stuff first. The reason for that being that I notice again with myself that if I do my cardio first, I tend to gas myself out and then my lifting strength side resistance training is not as effective for me. So it's almost more effective for me to use that strength training stuff after my warm up to get my body like really moving and then to finish on the cardio and I get a better result that way. That doesn't go for everybody. Some people mm. get better results if they flip-flop it, but you have to be really open-minded into like trying the thing more than just once, people, more than once. Let's try it a few times. Let's see what works and then switch it up if you need to. But this is where tracking your progress becomes very, very important. And I think people discount that. They're like, oh, I'm just going to go into the gym and like, I'll do whatever. It's back day. It's, I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's leg day. <laughs> Isn't that the meme right now? It's like, don't miss leg day. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but there's no tracking of it. 
Mm-hmm. And then you have to, so this is what I would encourage. Get a journal, go to TJ Maxx. They're like $4 or whatever. Get a journal that is specifically dedicated to this. Write down the date, write down what you did in the order that you did it, and then take it a step further and write down how you felt about it. Because there are scalable victories, which are your mirror results, right? Like how do you look naked with the lights on to yourself? But there's non-scalable victories too, like what you talked about. I felt super empowered after. Like how do you feel after? And then how is that feeling compounding? Do you feel more patient? Are you sleeping better? Is your sex drive higher? You know, has your cycle regulated itself more? There's so many things that factor into it. And keep track of all of that. And see what you're noticing. Like keep with one routine for like a month. See how it goes. See if you need to make tweaks. Make the tweaks that you need to make. Apply it and see. Like fitness needs to be something that grows and evolves and it changes with you. It can't just be like fitting you into a box and saying this is how it's going to be for forever and ever. Like that that's not realistic. Mhm. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. And it seems to be like you know, for really everything, even with like what we eat and nutrition and everything is to kind of be customized to, you know, our biology and who we are really, it just seems like that is, we really just kind of need to tune into our unique who, in terms of who we are in order to customize anything that we do, you know, in terms of a regime or, um yeah so I love that I absolutely love that and I was gonna also say like there's a huge now trend and it was really amplified with the pandemic and it's you know it's here to stay because I'm one of those I like to work out at home too um because it you know it's to me like you know as I'm you know as demands increase and stuff, I, I just, you know, I, I, as I get old, I'm becoming more and more of a homebody and I just see like, I'm safe, saves me the commute time. There's so much, it's just more convenient. So now there's this huge rise and then you offer it as well of online fitness training that looks different, you know, according to the program. So what, what is that program? Like what kind of online fitness training do you offer? I, I will start this by saying I, until the pandemic, absolutely never thought that I would train online. Like complete transparency, it held zero appeal to me. I much rather at that point would have been in person. Um, you know, the pandemic hit the fitness industry in a very hard and real way. But I think the power that came out of that was showing people that you can get effective results from working out at home and that there are trainers who are willing to help you work out at home. So for me, what it looked like initially (laughs) was me texting a group of clients that I had out of the brick and mortar that I trained at and being like, hey, y'all have like messaged me privately. You missed training. They missed training together as a collective. Um, So like, let's try this on Zoom. It might go really well. It might also be a dumpster fire, but like, hey, let's just give it a shot. And it, it started very organically, just like that. One day a week, we would get together. We were doing mat Pilates. It was like an hour. And then they got very curious about what they could do. And knowing that I have certifications in more than just Pilates in weightlifting and CrossFit and like kettlebell and all this other stuff, they were like, why don't we try this? <laughs> and so we started doing some HIIT training 
And then we started adding in weights. And then we started adding in days. <laughs> and now, two and a half years later, is it two and a half years? Yeah, it is. It's two um, and a half years. Sheesh. <laughs> okay. Um, it went from like one day a week for an hour to three days a week. Two of the days are like a Pilates fusion weightlifting hit style. Um, and then one day is a low impact Matt Pilates stretch fusion foam rolling sort of class. Everything that we've done, I've done very, very um, intentionally with not, them not having to buy a ton of equipment like dumbbells and a foam roller will serve you quite well. Um, and the cool thing for me is, I mean, now it's been two and a half years of us doing this. Now we're in multiple countries doing this, which I never, never crossed my mind. And that they are getting results. That's awesome. I just love that idea of like, you know, we can now work out together online. Like is like that. I just, it just blows our mind. I mean, it's that's just, it. yeah. The, like it's on zoom. I record the workouts. They go into a Google drive because we had a ton of different time zones. If they can't make it live, they go back in. I mean, you're going to get like the live version of the class of, of my band tour. So, you know, buckle up for that. But <laughs> <laughs> I told them from the get go, I will do this for as long as you want me to do this. And as long as you feel like it is beneficial to you and they're still coming back. So obviously something's going right. But a lot of them have told me even privately, like, I really, really like this. I don't have to factor in the time to drive to the gym, mm -hmm. the time to get the parking, fighting to get on the machines. It's, it feels more efficient to them. So I think that that line of thinking of like, oh, this is such a huge time sacrifice goes away because they know it's going to be an hour. We're going to be done. They're going to feel good after. And then they can literally just like roll into their kitchen and cook dinner. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I love about it. Like it's, it's just so, so convenient that way. And it saves your energy. Like, cause driving sucks your energy, you know, mm -hmm. well, depending upon how long you're driving for. And then, you know, then you have your parking too, like running, you're driving around looking for a parking spot, sucking your energy, it, you know, is, is an energy suck as well. And stress because then, you know, depending upon the hour of day you're driving, it could be busy. Someone could be flipping you the bird or cutting you off. I mean, <laughs> yes. well, and then there's also the, like, you get into the gym and what if, what if you go to the gym after work and it's like super busy and you can't get onto the machines that you you need to get on and you're standing there and you're waiting and you're waiting and you're waiting. And I think for them too, uh, because two of the classes are taught after work, it's the whole like, I just worked for eight hours and I do not want to have to think about what I'm going to do in my workout. They want that part of things, which I can appreciate, completely taken out. They want to come in. They want someone to tell them, this is what we're doing. This is the order that we're doing it in and they know okay i'm gonna get results from this but they don't have to like expend that brain power to get it done mm -hmm, mm -hmm. love it love it um and do you do it like one-on-one -on -one? is there also now like group sessions you're doing over zoom with the fitness online fitness zooms 
or is it just about okay cool so it's what they choose yeah it's completely what they choose awesome awesome and I didn't even think about yeah because you can record the zoom so then they could like have it to replay is that the idea yes awesome I love that I love that they can go back in um one of my clients is dying it was so funny she was like yeah I went and grabbed um a workout from it must have been a year and a half ago and she grabbed it and she said I had made a comment obviously have no idea which workout it was I don't remember what happened at all because so long ago um she was like you said I was gonna grab like some certain weighted dumbbell and she was like and now we're all like five ten pounds heavier than that on the dumbbells that we're using so to her (laughs) it was like funny to see that but to me and I told her I was like that's freaking amazing like look at how much we've done mm-hmm. in two and a half years. And you've obviously seen results because increasing your weight is a result. Yeah, uh, absolutely. It's, I love that. Yeah, that's awesome. Cause you could really, tr- you can just look back on the old videos to track your progress. You can like visually see your progress, you know, as mm-hmm. opposed to just going to the gym. I mean, no, no one's recording us. Like there's nothing, you know, whereas this is like a liter. that's awesome. I love that. And it really just shows you how, cause that is the one thing I think as most of us often, um, overlook is where we were and the, and what we've been achieving, like in increments, we just really don't factor that in. And I think we've all experienced that even when we look at old resumes or our portfolios and we, when we do that, it's like, oh my God, like I've achieved a lot. I've done a lot. Like I remember we always like, for some reason, we just don't really, you know, it's something magical happens when we actually see it, when we actually see our progression and what we've achieved in front of our face. Yeah. So, um, and also like, have you seen anything with your clients like, you know, in terms of like maybe having more self-confidence and showing up better, whether that be in their career or their relationships um, or just being better at communicating, like when you have more self-confidence, like they can express themselves or speak, you know, their needs and wants more or anything like that of that particular nature. You know what I've seen a lot is and I think everything you're saying to a degree stems back to what I'm about to say is like this enhanced self-trust. Mm-hmm. And I'll remind my clients like, Hey, you know, jokingly, remember when we started this and for instance, you didn't even know how to do a kettlebell swing and like, now look at you. But there's, it has to be not just an element of trust that they have in me. I think that started first but then it has to be an element of trust that they have in themselves and knowing like I can do this. And when you inherently think that way, it makes all those other things way easier. Like, Oh, okay. I have more confidence now when I'm like out and about in my daily life or handling like those things of adulting, like I can ask for the hard thing or I can stand up for myself more, or I can put that boundary or that limitation into place to like protect myself. And I can feel confident in doing that. It's that act of like continually showing yourself that like you are capable and you are worthy and you are strong. And what a better place to start than in this, what I try to create at least is this very like safe and non-judgmental place 
where for me, there is zero failure in working out. Why does it have to be like this negative thing? Like it's not failing. Like this is just your body showing you where your starting point is. Like reframe that thought. Like you didn't do the exercise wrong. You didn't fail on the interval. You didn't mess it up. Your body's just showing you like this is my launch pad. And you just get better and better from there. But mm -hmm. I think that they, like continuing that process shows them like I can trust myself to do this. And to take that into the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. I absolutely love, love that you brought up self-trust because self-trust is super, super, super important to building any type of success in life. Um, in fact, that is one of the major catalysts to self-sabotage is because many of us, you know, may have started something and then we dropped the ball and we dropped it um, or we failed at something. So every time that we say that we're going to do something and we don't do it, it erodes our self-trust and it kind of can erode our self-esteem. And so then coming, you know, it's, it's such a, a play and then we just we don't really feel completely grounded and this is where we can be in a state of confusion in terms of like living in the state of indecision because we're oh, scared yeah. of our the past experiences are still with us um whether you're aware of it or not it's still with you unconsciously so if you can ad adopt our fitness regime work with someone like Lisa. In fact, I highly recommend you work with Lisa. She seems like she really knows what she's talking about. And I love that the fact that she offers Zoom. So it doesn't matter where in North America you are, or even globally, um, you can work with Lisa over Zoom. Um, and when you work with someone like Lisa, you are going to show up because now you have that coach to kind of guide you and plus it just, it's, you know, we've, we've all went, we've all worked, we've all had experiences of working out with a friend before. And so we are more studies have shown that when you do work out with a friend, you're more prone to go to the gym more um, because, you know, you kind of have an accountability partner, you're doing it together um, as opposed to relying on yourself to do it because that's so easy when the excuses come in or a distraction comes in um so when yeah so using that fitness regime you are building that self-trust because you're showing up with your online coach or you know if you're doing it in person um you're actually doing it and you're building that self-trust like oh you know i'm I, I say something and I'm doing it. Like there's something really, really powerful in that, you know? Right. Yeah. It resonates in your bones. I think that that's where, um, the fitness industry and like a, a bigger scale has failed people is because, you know, there are the, so many of those like 30 day programs out there and what isn't taught is what you do when the program ends. And I think that really goes to what you were saying about self-sabotage, because what happens after that is like, you've busted your butt for 30 days, the program ends and you're like, I don't know what to do with myself. And then whatever result you got gets lost. And instead of thinking like, well, maybe that program wasn't for me, or maybe I didn't have the tools in my toolbox. I need to know how to go forward past that. 
you think, well, like that's just, it's like, it becomes a me problem. Like I'm not worthy essentially is what happens. And you sabotage yourself and then that becomes excuses. And then, you know, six months or a year go by and then you want to try the next 30 day solution, but you still don't have what you need to like propel yourself past that point. Mm -hmm. And this is a cycle that keeps on repeating itself. And what I will say is what I see getting furthered with that is this cookie cutter idea of fitness that literally has never landed with me again going back to my injury because there are things that i know are contraindicated for me due to injury so if i do them i will further hurt myself it's not safe but there's always ways to work around it you just have to figure out that way or get in touch with that professional who can show you the way to make it work for you so that you don't go back into self-sabotage mode of like well, I, can, I just can't do this. Like the first rule I established when I started teaching group classes forever ago, which was actually to a group of cops, which is so interesting, was you can't say, like, I can't is not a phrase that works with me. Because that is your mind playing tricks on you. Mm-hmm. And as soon as your brain tells you you can't do something, your body is immediately follows suit. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't? All right, I guess I can't. Instead mm -hmm. of being like, eh, let's find a different way. Let's figure out something else. Mm -hmm. I love that. I absolutely love that. And also, too, like, for me, I've always been such a visual person. Even before everyone was even talking about visualization, I just naturally, like, just whenever someone would tell me a date or the month, I would just like visually see the calendar. I would always visualize mm -hmm. whenever I would um, think thoughts. So, you know, I love that you brought up the whole, the, the mind body connection. And now we're in an era where everyone's talking about, you know, manifesting. And so um, when I was like I even at, even as early you know as high school going to the gym I would be running on the treadmill um and that's when I would be visualizing I'd just be visualizing all the things that I would need to do when I get home I would manifest mm -hmm. achieving my goals I'm like okay because because you know studying doing your homework was always like eh, I don't want to do that but I found for me I would literally visualize myself on my laptop writing my essay, you know, and visualize getting excited about the thoughts and getting curious about the topic and just writing up a storm. And so when I, and I, so I'm visualizing my home environment, visualizing the activities. So and then when I got home, you know, after the gym, it was like, psh, my body was propelled to do that activity. So, mm -hmm. um, and I'm doing that as I'm working out, right? So I'd always incorporate my visualizations while I was working out. It was, it was, yeah, it was something that was um, really powerful. So I love that you brought up that whole mind-body connection because it's, uh, it's real and it's something that we need to learn how to harness. Like we're anything we want to accomplish in life, we're just have to learn how to harness all of our energy to kind of put all of our energy into that singular laser focus and not have our energy seep into all these distractions and, you know, toxic behavior or being exposed to toxic 
behavior or images or hearing things, right? We just need to be very, very cognizant of what we expose ourselves to, like listening to podcasts like this and, you know, and, you know, and working with coaches like Lisa and just really doing things that are good for you so you can live happy being well. I mean, it's, and it's just really simple things. It's really just simple when you really break it down. And we just make things so complicated. <laughs> we really do. But there again, you know, that's your brain holding you back. Yeah. Powerful muscle, man. But you're right. It does like even this fitness stuff, it does not have to be that complicated. It does not have to be that hard. And I think what you have to approach is like, why is my brain trying to make it be that hard? Yeah. Right? Yeah, because we have the self-doubt coming in and then playing mind tricks with us, you know, it's kind of like we have the little angel and double like thoughts, you know, like, oh, I'm gonna do this, I can do this. Well, what if it doesn't work? What if it fails? Like, it's like this, mm -hmm. you know, um, and then we think about the consequences, the consequences if it does work, if it doesn't work, and, and then we get into a huge debate and we're all doing this just ourselves and that whole, you know, mental marathon of basically having a debate with yourself is exhausting mm -hmm. and could lead you to just not to procrastination because because it's like it just becomes so stressful it's like I'm just gonna do nothing <laughs> I'm just gonna do nothing yes, so exactly. yeah yeah and also too with the mind-body connection um you know, when people like are struggling with toxic thoughts or negative thoughts, when you work out, uh, you typically have positive thoughts afterwards because you're releasing all the positive, you know, neurotransmitters like serotonin, dopamine, and it to the brain, and so the brain is going to react, you know, with positive thinking, positive thoughts. Mm -hmm. You know, I have never met anybody that walked out of the gym angry. <laughs> Fair. Tired for sure, but not angry. Yeah. For so sure. it's a great way to, to deal with stress. And I think that, you know, as women, especially, you know, when we are very busy, uh, it's so much easier. And I've, I've, I've been in this trap too myself, you know, being busy in corporate and just so easy to inconvenient to like use sugary foods to deal, to self-soothe. Right. Cause, and, and also the trick of like thinking that you're going to get more energy off of eating, you know, it's self-soothing plus it's sugary and it's giving you that little carb high, but then you crash real quick and it's this ultimate deception and you know you fall for it and you realize the truth that this does not work and it's giving me consequences of like health consequences so to replace that with working out i mean you're going to avoid overeating on carbs or comfort food to get that self-soothing effect when you're dealing with anxiety definitely definitely yeah. and a lot of that is such a natural occurrence because you'll start to recognize how some of those like not so awesome food choices impact your workout. And then you'll, you'll start to just what I've seen at least is just naturally kind of stay away from those because you don't want to sacrifice the quality of your workout, especially when you know that you don't have a lot of time available to you to work out in the first place. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And we could literally talk like all day about, you know, the benefits of working out and how it translates into better thinking, better decisions, mental clarity, um, and just feeling good and how that translates into better relationships, better relationship with yourself, most importantly, and then better relationship with others. Cause then you just have more to pour into others because you're getting all this energy, you're feeling good and it just makes your life better. So everybody really should be working out with Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and so where can, where, what's your website? Where can people go to learn more about you? Do you offer like a consult call or a discovery call? I, the easiest place to reach me, there's two spots. So the first is a website. It's www.ahealthfullife.org or Instagram. And my handle is my name on Instagram, Lisa Peranzo, one word, nothing fancy. I do offer a consult call when it comes to private coaching. The reason being that I want to make sure before I take on like a new client that we really are a good match because I want my people to get the most out of coaching with me. So it actually starts with a little survey that you fill out. It's on the website. It gets sent to me and then we have like a quick 15 minute call where we go over what the program will look like for you as an individual, as well as like pricing and all that kind of not so fun stuff. And then you have a day to figure out if that's what you want to do or not before we mm -hmm. go forward. Super easy. Awesome. So the website is, I just blinked no, out. <laughs> a helpful life.org and I'll you'll have it for the show notes yeah yeah for sure definitely guys it's going to be in the show notes for sure and it'll be either clickable or if it's not clickable depending upon what podcast listening platform you're listening on just copy and paste it into your website um and check out lisa's instagram at lisa peranzo and to follow her and stay updated with her and she's also going to be sending me a link to like a free, like a free guide you're offering. Free workout guide. Awesome. So and just I give will say for your audience, because I just put this out to my audience, um, a brand new thing that I've launched is called the Badass Workout Book. And it is a one-time purchase, but reprintable workout journal. So when we were talking about tracking progress in your workouts and all, it's all of that. Tracking the workouts, tracking the nutrition, tracking how you're feeling. It's got journal prompts. It's got tracking your water intake. It has absolutely everything in it. And since you download it, you can reprint it as much as you want. Awesome. That's, that sounds awesome. I love that. So take advantage of both those books, the free guide, free workout guide, and um, the the book, the actual book where it's like a journal. And so all those links in the show notes, guys. And um, yeah, so thank you so much, Lisa, for, you know, being a guest on the Happy Being Well podcast. And listeners, if you haven't subscribed, subscribe to the Happy Being Well podcast so you don't miss another amazing episode so you can live happy being well. All right, guys, sending lots of light and love. Enjoy your day.